to episode five of the Who the Fuck Is podcast. I'm Mad Dog, and joining me tonight is Associate Senior Research Fellow at Smart Lab University College in Dublin, Adjunct Professor in the Department of Assisted Design at OCAD University, Ontario, and founder of Special Effect, the gamers' charity, Dr. Mick Donegan. Dr. Mick. <laughs> That's, that's but you've been doing your research, haven't you, Richard? Oh, I've been, well, I've been, re I've been reading the bio. I've been pouring over oh, the special uh, effects <laughs> site, and I've been watching videos and just looking into where you came from because that's yeah. that's kind of what this podcast's all about. We know a lot about special effect. And we're going to talk about that a bit more in depth. We've got Barry Floyd's going to be coming on and joining us in a bit. Um, but I really wanted to know what what got you started you know what what made you decide to take this path in your life because it's not just been you know special effects sprung into life in 2007 but you know you've you've dedicated your life to helping people with disability and mobility and communications issues so how how did that that those beginnings in like education and research turn into being ceo of such an amazing charity well, blimey, thank you very much. <laughs> I've learned a lot about myself already, Richie. Thank you very much. It was worth <laughs> coming. No, thank you. Uh, right, okay, so very, very briefly, and, and uh, I, I, as I say, Barry will be along in not too long. He's yeah. going to uh, uh, chat about Elite and all sorts of other things that, I, mm -hmm. that I'm sure people will find interesting. In the meantime, it's just a little about, about me. So, uh, so yeah. for anybody who's nodding off, uh, uh, then I do apologise. I started out. It, it started really. Um, I, I, my, my cousin. Um, I think it, it started with my cousin. Um, he was a little bit younger than me, and he had a disability, and yeah. he couldn't speak properly, and he couldn't say my name properly. And we yeah. practiced together, and we practiced and practiced, but he couldn't say Michael. Uh, it yeah. just wouldn't come out. And and I, and that, basically at that, that very young age, um, I realized, hang on a minute, um, some people uh, find it a bit more difficult to do certain things than, mm. than, than others. Yeah. So, I, and, I, and then through basically, I, 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 that wasn't the moment at which I thought, right, I'm going to have this particular career. Um, mm. I've been in all sorts of directions since then. But basically, I, I got into uh, teaching mm. and then realized, uh, you know, I thought in mainstream and special and realized, but it was the special education that I found most rewarding. And, and you can take that right back to, you know, to my cousin. Uh, you know, if, you, if, if somebody can't communicate, if they can't get their message across, but it's in their head, yeah, uh, or make an impact or take control or anything else, they can't do it physically, you know, physically achieve something or say something, but it is all in here personally to come out, then yeah. I, I just found it really satisfying to be able to help people to do that. And, uh, well, um, I, 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 as I say, taught in mainstream, taught in special, uh, and, and it was in special education back in the, way back in the dark ages when computers were steam driven in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, uh, perhaps uh, uh, who see this might, might remember those days, but basically. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was lucky. It was, it was lovely at, at that time. Mm. You know, computers were just goodness me. You know, we used to load them. You know, with a cassette player, old cassette yes. player. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, long story short, I was lucky enough to be there around at that time. I was lucky enough to see what we thought was 
you know, the, the, the world, there's an opportunity to, to just use technology to open the world for the kind of people I'm talking about, who with, mm. uh, I'm particularly, particularly, you know, my particular area is people with physical challenges. It's a physical yeah. reason that stops them from achieving what they could, mm. what, they, what, they, what they've got in here, what they're capable of doing. And, and yeah. so, you know, um, I used uh, um, uh, uh, various technologies and various different input devices. Mm. And, and um, I, I realized that uh, I, 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 I was able to help the kids in my, in my school yeah, uh, but uh, which is a special school, and we help them to access a mainstream curriculum and using some of the technology that uh, that, that, that that I was able to get my hands on. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, but then realised, hang on a minute, uh, I'd like to make a national impact. I was lucky enough to to um, to get a job in 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 Oxford, a national centre working mm. in education. Uh, yeah. It was uh, the, the the ACE Centre in Oxford. Um, there's a, an ACE Centre and a Northern ACE in Oldham as well. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so dealing with the whole uh, uh, of the country. And, yeah. and, and basically, uh, I was I became deputy director there. I was lucky enough to be involved in some European projects. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I, that I um, so able to make some contacts. Um, yeah. uh, uh, around the world, uh, who you know, various uh, laboratories and universities, various technical mm -hmm. contacts, etc. And that's continued. I'm lucky enough to send my tentacles around the world with them, yeah. you know, by the web. And um, I, was, I was lucky enough. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be involved in. I'm particularly interested uh, in um, me personally. I'm interested in anything that enables someone to to to, to turn what's happening in here. Uh, yeah. In, into speech or into control or into playing video games. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I, I realized that one of the underused uh, areas, underexplored areas, was, mm -hmm. was gaze tracking. And uh, yeah. uh, because I, I, was, I was looking at some of the very complex kids I was teaching, um, mm -hmm. and they couldn't speak. And yet you could see in their eyes exactly what, what they wanted to say, what, yeah. what they meant. Um, and, um, at the time, the only technology that would enable them to do that independently was, was unfortunately, it didn't capitalise on eye movement. They had to press. Uh, the, the only options were, were, were um, really were pressing switches, and if they could handle any kind of a joystick. Um, that, 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 that the people with involuntary movement at the time, uh, uh, there wasn't... The, the technology, if you could sat, sit very still and sometimes stick your chin in a chin rest, then yeah. sort of pick up your, 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 your eye movement. Or, uh, uh, but, but for a lot of people I was working with, a lot of disabilities, you have severe involuntary movement and, uh, um, the, 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 and there was nothing that would work. I was lucky enough to, um, to collaborate with um, a company in Sweden uh, called Toby uh, to develop an interface uh, which enabled people with disabilities to use their system, which did allow people to take control and use head movement, uh, 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 even though they got head movement. But then now involved in uh, been, uh, involved in European uh, uh, projects, uh, looking at brain computer interfaces, all very exciting. Uh, and um, but I'm interested in, but, but at the same time as all that, you know, I I I uh, I, I spent as well as as well as being, I, I then uh, uh, while I was. Building up special effects. Mm -hmm. I was working uh, at a, a university, 
on University of East London, uh, that's uh, who've now moved to Dublin uh, as a smart lab in that department. Yeah. And uh, at the same time, you know, the, the guys at, um, at OCAD University Toronto, uh, you know, invited me to be to 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 be uh, an adjunct professor there, um, and I had a chance through those. Uh, mm. you know, sort of, I don't get paid for any of those, but it's a lovely <laughs> opportunity to to you know collaborate with 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 students with new ideas and and perhaps yeah. you know steer them in in, in a direction that, that hopefully they'll find uh, they'll find of interest just to sort of share my ideas really in the same way yeah. that in fact we're here to share our ideas with developers of video games uh, and any other technology uh, um, uh, wherever they are around the world. That, that's what we do. We, we do the one-to-one -one stuff, yeah. uh, you know, uh, and it's through that uh, um, uh, very, um, uh, you know, very intensive one-to-one, -one, that that's our project, that one person seeing them right through to optimizing, not just yeah. give, giving them a way to play, but giving them the best possible uh, um, the most successful way to play, and if at all possible, yeah. I'm playing on that level playing field. I've already talked too much. Is my time up yet? <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I'm sorry. I've got a few more things. It's, it's fantastic to hear you talk with such passion about everything that you're doing. Um, there, there are a few things that I would like to ask a bit further on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the eye gaze technology specifically. I mean, I I wasn't aware of the eye gaze technology until I'll, I'll be honest with you. I saw it used in an episode of um, House MD, oh, really? uh, where yeah. the character had locked in syndrome. Yeah, yeah, I heard about and, that. Yeah, and they 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 brought the technology in there, and it was like, wow. I wonder. Uh, there's me watching this, going, I wonder how long it's going to be before we're able to use that technology. And it was like, yeah. oh well, no, it's already available. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. But you've been involved in a lot of, the, of, of development, like you said, you work with uh, Toby and what have you. Yeah. Um, to yeah. uh, is is that to assist them in sort of developing their technology so that it's better suited for for people with disabilities and such? Yeah. At the time, well, it's, it's, it, we're going back away with with uh, with Toby. Um, at the time, um, that's when I I, I was. Um, Still, you know, deputy director of this national centre for communication and education, and uh, yeah. uh, the, um, and I'd been looking at the various what was available current available at the time in terms of gaze tracking for people with disabilities. And as I say, it, it wasn't very well developed, and, uh, and you know, you had to hit the head perfectly still, etc. And the people that I'm familiar with, you, you're talking about across Europe. There's about a, um, a million people. Uh, uh, with, with with cerebral palsy alone, but a yeah. lot of which would find it. A lot of those find it easier, or uh, to, to 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 use their eye movement rather than any other part of the body. Or it might be the only way of, of accessing technology. Uh, and, and many of them have involuntary movement. So I was looking for something that could cope with involuntary movement. I've been looking for for a few years for that, and yeah. in, by by accident, as much as design, I stumbled across. Um, Toby, um, mm. say based in Sweden, and at the time they were using their technology for two things. Or, or, um, it, it was gaze. Well, they were using it for gaze tracking, not gaze control, which means oh, yeah. that they were using it to pick up 
where people were looking for market research. So they, they were, so they were, you know, they were putting up a video or a photo or something, an advert on the screen, and then finding out, oh, if people are, you know, people are looking at, the, uh, at that bit, that bit, that bit, but they're not looking at the logo. So we need to shift, the, you know, the position, etc. They're using it for that. And they're also using it. They're also using it for psychological testing. So they were they were looking at where people were looking. Uh, and then analyze, you know, photos, etc. And then analyzing that, you know, say, you know, it might be a painting, for example, and they'd be, they'd put the painting up, and they they see those paintings or those photos, and, and yeah. see the, the bits of, of the photo that grabbed people's attention, you know, yeah. Yeah. as well as using them with with babies, with children, and um, mm-hmm. and they would they'd be working with children from six months and above. Um, and the children, they wouldn't be looking at the screen, it's just mm-hmm. the actual bar, the gaze tracker, the gaze bit. All right, could you just grab the bar? You'll see it in a little spotty box in there, please. Sorry. Barry, I said Barry was my right-hand man. He's my, he's my assistant at the moment. Uh, you, you can get something like, thanks, Barry, very much. Thank you. But, oh, yeah, and that, and that, yeah, thank you. Yeah, basically, it, um, it, it, well, it, was, it used to be a bit bigger and clunkier than this, but this is a, a new one, and this is specific. This is Gaze Tracker, but specifically for gaming. Uh, but it was this sort of idea you'd have a baby sitting there, probably, you know, sitting on somebody's lap, um, and they'd have this bar that picks up the eye movement. Right. You've got a couple of cameras in here. Uh, You can't see anything, but but, but there's a couple of cameras in here, infrared there, infrared there, and it picks up your eye movement. And basically, they would do, um, they'd have a a baby sitting there, and then, you know, mummy would walk into the room, um, and they'd see if the baby tracked mummy, a walk across the room, see if the baby recognised mummy, right. and then mummy would disappear behind a you know cupboard or something like that, uh-huh. and see if the baby was still looking. You know, so right. I would tell you, oh yeah, even though mummy's disappeared, that baby realises that that mummy still exists and is waiting for her to come out the other side. So they were using it for analysing what was going on in people's heads. Oh, right. yeah. So looking at behavioural kind of things, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, and, uh, and 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 that work still goes on. And you know that's what 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 is still useful is a huge amount of that kind of work going on, market mm-hmm. research, and psychological, uh, uh, you know, testing, behavioural analysis. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, what what I did, what I brought to this particular party was uh, I was lucky enough to um, you know to to talk to Toby, and at that time they were a very small company mm-hmm. uh, uh, based in Stockholm. And, and and introduce them really to the idea of um, of using uh, gaze tra- tracking, but for control, yeah. especially the other way around. So instead of the computer reading uh, where you were looking, you were in control of what was happening. So yeah. I, I, they set up a, a very simple program that enabled me to test whether it would cope with involuntary movement. Yeah. I remember, I'll never forget the day when I, I tested that software and realised my God, there uh, is actually a system available that will enable someone with a severe disability to be able to take control of a computer using their eye movement. And, and then I told them how, how I, to- I told them it worked, and then they sent a coder across uh, to see me, uh, and I, I, I was, you know, helped to design the interface for the, you know, for the first Toby. It's still going very strong, in fact. And, yeah, it is. Yeah, and 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 good for them, you know, good for them. Uh, and and you know, recently, you know, relatively recently, last couple of years, they brought out this, which yeah. is um, 
I mean, uh, um, you know, an assistive one of these, one if people with disabilities, and I won't bore you with the details of why, but an assistive one of the gaze tracker back in the day when, when, when they were first out, you know, you'd, you'd be paying a lot of money. Mm. It's now, these are now, if you've got a disability, a special assistive one for people with disability, that's about a grand from Toby. But this right. one, gaming one, uh, we, it can only be used for a certain number of things and a certain amount of Windows control, but nonetheless, it's down to about 150 quid. And I always, I always hoped that would happen. I, I, it was always my, you know, belief that you, you, you know, with, with, with the way technology develops, with finding cheaper, cheaper sources of, uh, you know, suppliers, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, that you'd be able to keep the quality. Uh, while uh, bringing the price down. And lo and behold, you know, it's lovely to see that that's happened. And, um, you know, it's why we, you know, we've done a, uh, we've brought out an open source um, Minecraft interface, gate tracking. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. (laughs) And that we made sure that as well as all the assistive devices that that works with around the planet, it also Mm. works with this. So, if, if, whether you've got a disability or, you know, for people who've never been able to afford uh, a, a gaze tracker, uh, mm. you know, because they are still over a thousand pounds plus. Yeah. Um, for 150 quid, you know, you can play uh, 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 Minecraft, and uh, we've, we've we've got some eye gaze games that we've put online, and and, and mm. some quite exciting ones. You know, ones are uh, well, you know, it's just a pilot project at the moment. Just board games like chess and like um, yeah. uh, uh, rats and that sort of thing. But we've got a driving game. You know, in space, not quite as exciting as Elite, but, <laughs> but it is a driving game. It's fun. It's going to be fun. And, um, you know, a sort of bagatelle type, you know, bagel yeah. type game as well. So, uh, so yeah, uh, um, you know, so so there, there will be more and uh, uh, more things that people can do using using this device in the future. And we're, we are, we've collaborated with... Um, uh, um, So I think it's, it's produced by Double Fine. Certainly, they've, mm-hmm. they've got a hand in it. We're, yeah. we're making that gaze accessible as well. So as people come to us, um, developers come to us and ask for help with software, we try to make them as accessible as possible. If we can, you know, enable them to be gaze, you know, gaze tracking or whatever. I mean, you know, not all, all games can be made gaze accessible, but whatever uh, advice we can give. To, to, to you know, to, so that they can think about making their games more accessible, were available uh, to do that as well as hardware. Barry's given me Exhibit Two, as you probably you've probably seen heard about. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to ask about this definitely, <laughs> but so I, I mean, just just for the audience at home, um, yeah. as well as as well as working with with Toby on the eye tracking software and everything like that, you you guys at Special Effect, along with a, a number of other people who who also work with them creating accessible gaming um methods and things like that you guys all got together and worked with with xbox with microsoft yeah yeah uh, uh, yeah absolutely We're, um and you know with um you know just mentioned now that the the well you know that uh, pe- people don't a lot of a lot of a lot of what we do people don't get to hear about but I, yeah. I, I, it's so that there are all sorts of uh, you know we, we we tell people about a lot of what we do but some some of the things that we do, um, the, the work that we, I, I work 
most of the work that I do, um, the, 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 the the, the, the client-based work is is actually in hospitals um, yeah. and where patient confidentiality is 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 especially important because oh, yeah, we're, cool. we work in intensive care and it's early days and and so a lot of what we do it, people never get to hear about it um, yeah. but we we work with people with all manner of of, of really severe uh, challenges um, strokes mm. uh, people who've been in fires we're working with someone you know, uh, people who've been in fire acid attacks, um, yeah. uh, uh, road traffic accident, da 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 da, da. And, and and obviously that's very very sensitive. And so we, we a lot of that people don't get to hear about. So there's that, but there's also the, something that people don't get to hear about is the is the um, non disclosure stuff because when we're working with uh, a company, and sometimes yeah. it takes years. I, I think we worked with uh, well, we were one of the organisations that. That was involved in developing it's so, you know I, well, I, I want us to overstate you know our involvement we were one of several organizations that gave um you know xbox had, uh, you know some advice and, and feedback mm-hmm. on, on their ideas um but 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 you know it was about three years and and we we um, uh, uh, and we tested it out as well, you know, made suggestions about the design. We even, you know, they, they were kind enough to even ask us about the, the design of the box as well, which, which is, which, uh, which is, you know, it, it is, it's designed to, to make it see a sort of a lead there that, yeah. that, that makes it easy for people to open, say so they might only have one hand, but there's a handle here to help you lift it out, bring it out. So it's, it's it's just it's a it's a brilliant um, as well as well as a great device. Hmm. It's, it's the, the, the whole package. Uh, uh, the reason one of the reasons why we're excited is because of the statement that it makes that, that yeah. here is a mainstream first party product that um, um, says we want as many the, the, the company is saying we want as many people as possible all around the planet to join, uh, and, and that's. You know that's that's exactly what you know what, what the message that that we're saying to. Did that question I mean, forgot the question <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fa- it's fantastic because i mean obviously there it's not you know yeah a big corporation could sit down and design a product that does does everything that you need it to do but to take that kind of holistic approach to this isn't just a product but the packaging and everything has to make that kind of statement too exactly. that's really really vitally important as well yeah I, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen that with the packaging. I haven't. I've seen the device. Yeah. I've seen it in yeah. action. Yeah. But yeah. that's. I don't know. if That kind of makes me even more impressed than I already was. Yeah. Yeah. You go with those lengths. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd say we're, we're. You know. We're really pleased all around. We're, you know. As, as you know, as Valuable told you, that we're complete. You know. We're completely. Oh, good, the cost. Yeah, the other thing. Thanks, Barry. <laughs> I'm glad you came. Yeah, Barry will be along to speak for himself in a minute when he's finished prompting me. But no, but the big thing, no, absolutely, Barry's absolutely right. No, the, the great thing is that, is that it's about, I don't know, 75, 80 quid or something like that. Now, that is massive. I, I can, yeah. it, it's, um, you know, I'll just say we are independent. We're not, you know, we're, we're, we'll collaborate with anybody. And, and yeah. uh, so it doesn't matter whether it's Xbox. Nintendo or however, uh, yeah. uh, you know, the, you know, we'll, we'll judge people on merit, uh, mm. uh, uh, you know, what, what they do on merit. But but I, I must say that for you know first you know first party product that's this yeah. quality, ninety odd quid, I don't know, eighty ninety quid, 
if this was a third party product, because you know, the, um, and the, and the people have people have done that, but we've done our best to kind of bodge together, you know, um, yeah. equipment, and 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 there have been some good suppliers making, you know, good equipment, good versions of this, if you like. But, yeah. but that they, because of the you know the the, the, the the small numbers that they're selling because the small number, you know amounts of 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 of, of, of the of parts that they're buying you know they, yeah. they, there's no way that they can compete with with that kind of a price point Not so it's all. a great statement on that level as well that, that, it that, is. And, and you know, and certainly the 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 sales, as as I understand it, are going really well. You know, and and mm -hmm. it's, it is a win win. It's a win win. All, it's a win all round. It's win, you know, for Xbox in in, in terms of their you know the the, the 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 their corporate social responsibility relationship yeah. with 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 everybody around the planet. It's great news. You know, that's very mm -hmm. well received. It's good news for for them because. More people can play their game, you know, so they'll sell more games if you like. Look at it that way, and it's great news for the for people people with disabilities, you know, because more of them can actually join in. It does, you know. I must emphasize that you need to have people who, you know, you, you need to think very carefully about what you plug into this device because yes. when it's said and done, for the majority of people, it's an interface. So it makes life easier for us, but it doesn't make it any less challenging as to what switches what joystick yeah. what tracking or whatever we use um, mm. we still need our specialists and we need to put our heads together to come yeah. up with an optimal solution as i say it's not just a case mm. of plugging someone in and saying oh great they can make something happen it's a case of let's do everything we can to get yeah. them as well as they possibly can and keep them gaming at that level for forever you know for the till yeah. the rest of their lives uh, uh, that's the real that's the real challenge but certainly it's a big 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 help with that, yeah. and, and obviously, like everybody else, we're hoping that the other console developers, you know, Nintendo, uh, so um, uh, you know, the, the, the Nintendo uh, um, and Sony will 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 also uh, bring out something similar. We're very, we know that we're, we're very very hopeful that that, yeah. that the idea of making games more accessible will will will, will continue to catch on. We'd be de delighted with the progress that's been made. You know, with people of of as you know, it's, it's not just um, double fine Tim yeah. Shaker. You know, that the the there are some people that I can't tell you about, but some big developers, some people I can tell you about, you know, EA have already, you know, taken on board some of our ideas, Forza as well. There's a standard uh, uh, mode for people who can only move one arm, you know, they might be empties or they might be uh, people who've had a stroke. So yeah. Yeah, they really are, yeah, and, uh, you know, and there are lots more as well, you know, uh, uh -huh. um, uh, 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 companies who have taken on board our ideas and 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 made the games more accessible you can't make yeah. every game totally accessible but there's no, a lot no. that you can do to make yeah. it more accessible yeah yeah it's great stuff i mean <laughs> the, the, the guidance that you give on the website alone just uh, you've got an faq on there which which talks about accessibility and gaming for from a developer's point of view and you just you know you putting that info out there is vitally important i mean you, you you're improving lives and that's it 
Yeah, thank you. Well, that, that's really very kind, and, and, get, and that, that's exactly it. Getting our ideas out there—it's—it's—it's—it's mm. it's, 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 it's doing the one-to-one stuff, so that we, you know, so that we learn what we're doing. It's by yeah. um, we've got a very professional team. You know, uh, we have te- people with technical background, people with design background. They're occupational therapists. We work as a specialist team because that's mm. what the people we work with deserve to get yeah. you know, to enable them to get the best out of the technology. Everyone here, with the exception of me, I'm brilliant at Peggle, uh, but that's about my limit. But everybody here is, uh, I don't have time for anything else, but everybody else here yeah, um, is a mad keen gamer. They, and that, that's all been part of, you know, the, the, you know the, why we've taken them on. They've got, they've got a, a terrific skills in themselves, but they're, all, they're also, you know, gay, uh, you know, mad keen gamers as well. So they know what they're aiming at. They know what it's like. Yeah able to play a game as well as you possibly can and compete and that's what the, that's what we're trying to do yeah but, i mean and so we do that yeah and as i say we collaborate with de- uh, de- uh, developers hardware and yeah. software but but there you're absolutely right in, in, uh, in the middle getting information out there not only to developers but also mm-hmm. other people around the world whether they have a disability and they want to find out how they can uh, um you know the, the right a, a way for them to be able to access technology more easily, because if yeah. they're you know the other end of, you know on the other side of the planet is we, we can't necessarily go and visit them yeah. to help them. We can't help everybody face to face, but them yeah. and other people around the world, professionals who want to help them. That's why we're putting training videos up there. Why yeah. and why we've got as you say the developers blog as well. So we're getting information out there that way. Uh, uh, um, globally as well, so so yeah, that's that's what we that's what we do. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so yeah, uh, so is there anything else that I'm not? Uh, <laughs> This this isn't this isn't really a question, but it's it's kind of you know I I think it's I think it's going to be nice feedback for you, to be fair. Um, but the work that you do that that you guys do there at Special Effect is absolutely inspirational. I've seen it be embraced by the gaming community across the UK, across the world. You know, going to events and seeing. I follow you guys on Twitter and what have you. Seeing all the pictures coming through, seeing the responses to the case study videos that go up, and those videos, we we call it getting a visit from the onion fairies. You know, we, we're crying our eyes out at the end watching these videos, not because of the. the horrible circumstances but because the smiles on the faces of the people that you reach out to exactly. um, I mean, you obviously get the, you get that feedback and like you say working with students and stuff you're inspiring them but um, on a personal level for me you've actually inspired my son who is he's 18 years old he's about to go off to university to start a degree in mechanical engineering and the work he wants to do is working on developing prosthesis and things like that for wow. people who've been who for people who've lost limbs or what have you or have mobility uh-huh. issues. Uh-huh. And the work that you guys have done and my involvement with you as an ambassador and what have you has really inspired him to make that the focus. So really? you've cha- you're not just changing the lives of these people who you're working with you know with their disabilities and what have you but you're changing the lives of other people out there as well on a career path and all sorts of things so i hope you understand how inspiring it is what you created in 2007 and here here is a question before we wrap up Uh, me and you but what are your hopes for the charity in the future where what do you hope to be able to deliver as the years go by 
that's a really good question. We, uh, th that's a really good question. I, I, I don't want us to get very much bigger. I, mm. I, I want us to stay a close, tight unit. But I want mm. to, um, it, uh, what I want to be, continue to be. We, we don't campaign. You'll, you'll notice that if you think about it. You know, you don't yeah. see us campaigning. What we are is a catalyst. We mm. uh, uh, to to help friction-free progress mm. uh, to make ourselves available to whoever. That will and, and our intellectual property is anybody's who wants it. Intellectual yeah. property to continue to make ourselves available to whoever wants. Uh, I'd like us to continue to. to I know it's lovely that if, it, if the word is inspire, it is it, one that you want to use. That's a lovely word to use. I hope that we continue to spread the word. Uh, mm. How how positive uh, it is. Uh, uh, what, what a positive thing it is to be able to enable someone to be able to join in with the rest of us on a level playing field. And if you get that in your head, if, if we can inspire people to, to, to appreciate how important that is and how satisfying it is to be able to do that, to be, to, to, to have, to be able to include those people, on, on, uh, 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 to be able to optimize their level of achievement, not just partway, to realize their, their potential, but the full way. If if we can just just it, it, people like your lads and, and other young people who are coming through, if they yeah. can get that idea in their heads that that the, the only way forward is an inclusive way forward, and the only way that any of us can actually, you know, the, the, the best way to sleep soundly at night is to know yeah. you've done your bit, whatever it is, whether it's a business, helping a charity like ours mm -hmm. or whatever, to to include as many people as possible. If you can go to bed knowing that you played your part in that and you're playing your part, Richie, by just telling yeah. people about the work that we're doing, if people are playing their part by tweeting about the work that we're doing, yeah. you know, if, if people can play, but then they can actually feel, feel, they can go to bed feeling, yeah, I've actually done my bit to, to yeah. help include more people in the kind of fun and satisfaction and inclusivity that the rest of us are lucky enough to enjoy without mm. in our community whether it be an elite community or whatever yeah. community they're joining in it's a great thing <laughs> well dr mick thank you i know these aren't the kind of things that you do on a regular basis so i really do appreciate you taking the time out yeah. to come and talk to me with my little five episode podcast <laughs> and just let, let me find out who the fuck you are yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased to have met you, and please do continue to go on inspiring people the way that you do, and putting those smiles on those faces. We'll keep watching the videos, we'll keep sharing it, and we'll keep taking part in things like one special day in Twin Town and the Autumn Cart and Drive, all of that. Lot. Keep, keep, do, keep doing what you're doing. It's fantastic work. Thank you. That's really, really kind, and I, I do, as I say, I do feel you know privileged that you've asked me, and, and it's, it's very touching that you have. And I hope that I hope that, uh, that some other people have found it to be of interest as well. I, I've certainly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks very much. Sure they have. Thanks again. Thanks Thank for you. joining me. Thank you. Over to Barry now to talk about the real stuff I'm now. Barry, you can the chairs over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 there we go. Barry's on. Barry's on brand. How are you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm good, mate. Cheers. I'm really, really good. Oh, that's that. That's a bit of a thrill for me. That to get to talk to somebody that special. 
Someone someone who I I have a great deal of respect for what he does and what have you. But then there's you, Matey Pie. Not quite as incredible as Dr. Mick, but I mean... Whoa, 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 whoa. don't sell yourself (laughs) short, Bonnie lad. Come on. (laughs) We've got a lot of things to go into with you. But what I want to do before we do that is I'm going to give you, Dr. Mick and me, a quick break. We're going to have about eight minutes. We're going to play some videos from Special Effect. For those of you listening on iTunes, uh, you can watch these on YouTube, on uh, youtube.com forward slash TV. Yes, Baz, we got into iTunes. (laughs) We hit the big time. So uh, we're going to pop off for a quick break and we will be back very, very shortly. Um, Everybody, please do enjoy the videos. Get some tissues handy because you're going to be crying with joy by the end of this. I promise. Hello, we are, we have returned. We have returned. I've, I've, I've clicked all my buttons. Everyone should be able to hear the wonderful Baz Floyd, everybody. Evening, everyone. Hi, dog. You're all right, mate. It's been a while. I haven't seen you in donkeys, mate. It's been over a year, I think. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I reckon probably last Fantasticon. I think it was. The, yeah. the one before. The one before that, even. Yeah, possibly, possibly. No, you were definitely at the last. Not not the last Fantastic. Not the one that's just been, but the one before that. I do. I do remember hugging yeah. you in Cleethorpes. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have been slightly sweaty at the time. Possibly. It was really, it was really hot that day. Yeah, we were, we were all a bit sticky, but it's, it's got to have been worse this year. Did you have a good time this year? It was brilliant. Really, really enjoyed it, dog. It's um, for me, it's just a great opportunity to catch up because obviously I'm part of the elite community anyway. Yeah. And this wasn't so much of a. The, the, I'm one of the hot and orbital truckers. Mm. Uh, it wasn't so much of a truckers event. But it gives me an opportunity to catch up with people like DJ, um, Kate Russell, and people like that, mm-hmm. um, who I normally wouldn't be in sort of day-to-day contact with because they're sovereignty or the hours of Slough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Dan Grubb, the guy that runs it, is a, is a lovely, lovely fella. Um, oh, and it's, it's just a really nice, chilled-out, laid-back event. Oh, I missed it. I missed, I missed my buzz hugs. I know. Well, we missed you as well, mate. Oh, well, I'd like to talk to you for a while. Oh, man. <laughs> She'd love you because she, she lived up in the northeast for, for a fair bit of time as well. So. Yeah, I've met her on a couple of occasions. I haven't had the opportunity to have a really good natter with her, though. It's probably for the best. <laughs> no, she'd love you, mate. She'd love you. Well, they all say that to begin with, and then before you know it, I'm being home drawn and quartered from the from the. Well, I forget. I've I've run out of metaphors now. I've run out of metaphors. But Bas, let's get into a bit about you because it is the Who the Fuck Is podcast. So I think more people should know who the fuck is Baz Floyd and what you do. So you've got you've got a history in um, in fundraising. Yeah, um, you've you've worked for the likes of Oxfam and what have you, and um, Habitat for Humanity, which is a big American non-profit as well. Absolutely. Um, and then and then you came you came and you were a trustee for special effect back in two thousand and seven, and then you finally joined staff in two thousand fourteen, which is when I met you. That's right. So how 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 did that how did that go? Because you you were in like managerial positions in the other the other fundraising places, I believe. And now now what you're doing is a lot different. Yes, it is though. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, originally, um, I, my, my life plan originally was to join the police force. 
um, right. and there was never any real question about me doing that. And then um, 1984, when I'm, I'd got all my training papers to come through, and it was at the time of the miners' strike, and I just looked at what was going on, and regardless of what you think of it politically, yeah, I just turned around to my my stepdad and said, "Look, I, I couldn't stand in a shield wall and stop no. men going to work to try to fight for their livelihoods. That's just I can't do it." And he said, yeah. well, you better find something else to do. And I ended up working with him for four years on the factory floor at the car factory up in Cowley, building, right. um, building maestros and Montegos. Um, oh, no. I know, it was me. Legendary <laughs> I, cars. I put those things on the road. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I know a Montego saved a mate, mate of mine's life once, so that's all right. You did, you did a good job there. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, whilst I was doing that, I, I met my, my late wife, um, Julie, and we had kids young. Um, and then the, I, I took voluntary redundancy from the car factory and then sort of stumbled really into the charity sector. Um, yeah. Went to work for Oxfam and loved it. And spent 11 years, 11 really good years there. And then uh, was approached by the big American charity. And I thought, well, I feel like I've done as much as I can at Oxfam and, and mm-hmm. moved over and spent six years in sort of like the, mainly airports and hotels around the world. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I did enjoy that to a, to a degree. But then my kids were growing up, they're sort of like in their teens at this point. And yeah. I, my best mate had set up a fundraising consultancy. I switched over to the dark side and I went into fundraising consultancy for seven years. Right. Um, in 2012, I was subcontracted, subcontracted out to the Disasters Emergency Committee down in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were looking at launching the Syria appeal, and for a number of complicated reasons, where we weren't able to do so. Um, it was all to do with the BBC um, right. uh, and being nervous about given the go-ahead. Um, mm-hmm. And whilst all that was going on, uh, Christmas 2012, my wife died suddenly and unexpectedly on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of those times when once I'd, so I'd got over the, the initial sort of like, like I'd move up, shock. Um, yeah, undoubtedly. Uh, I decided that I didn't want to work in London anymore. Uh, I didn't want to go to work in a shirt and tie anymore. I didn't. I want to go. I, I didn't want to. I want. I wanted my work to actually mean something other than money in my pocket again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I saw out the end of the the, the saw the Syria appeal through because I love the guys down at the DEC. Still do. I still know a lot of them. Um, I didn't want to let them down by just walking out. Um, no. I sat down and had a chat to the guy who's still the chief executive seller uh, down there and said, look, I've had enough of this. Um, and after a lengthy discussion of which involved me leaving the consultancy I was working for and going and working for them permanently full time, just going, oh, I, I, I want to go and do something else. Yeah. So I ended up going and working for the Blue Cross Animal Charity. I just needed something... Yeah. Um, something that I could be close to home. Uh, it was a bonus because I just, I could take my dog Simmerlin to work with me, and mm. something that I didn't. There was so much going on in my life in terms of change with with yeah. Judy being there anymore. Um, both the kids were still living at home at that point. They were in their early twenties, but, but um, they were still living at home. 
so for a year, I went to work for the Blue Cross, uh, basically telling people they couldn't get uh, their animals rehomed, mainly. Um, oh. We could help most of them with vets' bills, um, mm. and then quickly became quite disillusioned um, with that. Yeah. It's not the Blue Cross that do, do a bad job. They do as much as they possibly can the funds allow. But yeah. there's just such a great land out there. And, yeah, me, who I'd known for since sort of the mid-90s, we used to play football together, we used to coach football together, uh, and then we played cricket together. Me said, look, Baron, you're wasting away in that job. Come, I I need somebody down here um, as an operations coordinator. Um, Would you want to step down as a trustee and come and work as staff? And I thought about it, I thought, actually, that's exactly what I do. I want my work to actually make a better world again um yeah so that's that's exactly what i did dog this uh i stepped down as trustee uh joined staff as a, as a birthday present to myself on july the 16th uh, 2014 i joined special uh-huh. so uh and here i am still think i've got the best job in the world still work with the best people in the world Mm-hmm. Uh, and by, by that I mean the colleagues that I work with directly, but also yeah. people like you and the, the gaming communities, um, and just enjoy life and work now, knowing that Mick had sort of ended his bit by saying you can go to bed feeling like you've done your bit. I, I go to bed feeling like I've done my bit now, um, to just to mm-hmm. try to make the world uh, a better. Uh, more fun, inclusive place to play, really. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the key to all of this, really, is it? It's including people. I mean, one of the things that I read in on the website and what have you was um, about the about meeting um, closing the gap between potential and performance. Absolutely. I mean, that 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 sums it up in a nutshell. What you guys do, because they, here is here are, here are people who have the potential. They're just the limitation is there for whatever reason, yep. and you guys come along and go right. We're gonna we're gonna figure out the best way to remove those limitations and get you back out doing something that just makes your life better. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not about trying to cure people. It's not about trying to you know um try try to find some way to 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 cure whatever it is that's wrong with someone or anything which is all laudable goals in charity and we have to keep doing that because you know the private sector isn't doing enough but then there's that always seemed to me to be that bit missing where it was it was all focused on what can we do to research get rid of this disease fix this thing do that thing and all the time you're looking and thinking well there's there's another element and that's quality of life yeah and that comes across so clearly in like all of the media stuff that you guys have all the videos you sent me a great link of all of these videos to look through and everything like that those those case studies they're the things that really grab everyone yeah and it's you know it's very much like what we used to see with the oxfam adverts with the you can help a child look this here's this child what have you and it's like no here's it's someone we've helped and this is the result of that help and that's what the goal is in the end and i love that about you guys about what you guys are doing there 
and like us like i was saying it's inspiring people not just to jump on board and do charity streams not just to to go out there driving cars crazily over from one side of the bloody channel to the other um or flying around a karting rink for, for however long it how long does that karting group let's talk about this the autumn karting grand prix oh yeah <laughs> that you have coming up yeah it's it's an endurance race i'm getting visions of le mans with with people in go-karts going round and round the circle for hours on end it could possibly be like that actually though it's um yeah. it's it's one of those events that although it's sort of like organized by special effect the inspiration for us from a supporter is but a lot of stuff that we do is um yeah. The Twin Town Challenge, for instance, is a local businessman called Brendan Cross. He owns a company called STL Communications. Mm. We do a lot of the sort of like mixing in with people who are going to participate in it. But the uh, the actual legwork, the donkey work, and the idea was all is the cart mm. is the same. Um, so one of our, um, our ambassadors, John John Greenwood, uh, not John Greenwood from Radiohead, obviously. Um, <laughs> he loves it. he loves his karting. He wanted to his son um, as a, a form of autism. He wanted mm. to get something that he and his son could contribute to special effect with, whilst having a great time. Yeah. This is the key to everything: is we want the people to support us to also have a great time and feel like mm-hmm. a they're valued, um, yeah. which is something that I think we do brilliantly and. Yeah. And Ali is behind all that. But also, we, we want them to actually enjoy fundraising. I mean, I won't go back to the old 90s cliche of we want to put the fun in fundraising, but <laughs> we, 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 do, we do want it to be fun. Um, and the, the, the karting gives other individuals and companies that support us an opportunity to all sort of get together, fresher go kart around the course like crazy and have a brilliant time and probably I'm, I'm not sure but they probably all go off down to the pub afterwards and talk about their exploits on the course great stuff yeah. that's exactly yeah. how we want it to be so that, that's that's a, a wonderful project i mean and then the, the project that i'm heavily involved in here at special effects my, my role is kind of like diverse massively diverse so yeah there is um what other people would see as being quite dull, I enjoy it because I'm a nerd. Um, so it's around the GDPR, making sure that we're all sort of in line with GDPR regulations, Yeah. Um, a lot of infrastructure stuff. So, but mm. then the, the more glamorous, I'll use glamorous as a, because I can't think of another word, glamorous <laughs> part of my role is dealing with companies like Frontier Developments, um, yeah. who I'm lucky enough to sort of get People like class as friends at Frontier Development, uh, the, the, the elite dangerous community. Again, mm. I'm lucky enough to have a lot of friends in the elite dangerous community. Um, but the, the, the main part of my role is really on the One Special Day project, which yes, is yes. my area is mobile companies. So I deal with or, um, companies like Supercell, the guys mm. like Clash of Clans and uh, Boom Beach and all those, uh, those games. Um, yeah. And they give up a, a day of their UK income on this year on October 4th. And yeah. that raises an awful lot of money. I mean, the, the money that that's raised over the last couple of years has kept Special Effect going for 
a quarter of the year, maybe even one third of the year, just on that money alone. Just on that? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible amount of money. Um, mm. and, and really, really incredibly generous of most companies because they don't oh, Totally. <laughs> they could just say, well, actually, we'd rather keep the UK revenue from the 4th of October in our own pockets and, and give it as a bonus yeah. to serve. But they don't. I mean, they, they, they understand what we're doing. Um, they get it completely. Um, and they love the noise that's made around one, one special day. I mean, well, mm. I know the biggest noise that's been made about it in, in its four-year history was when Kim Kardashian, of all people, tweeted out uh, a good luck message for special effects where millions of yeah. followers. What? I got over Friday afternoons. What on earth is going on? That's, that's normie world coming into our world and oh, seeing it as seeing it as a good thing for a change. Yeah. It's amazing. It's crazy. But it does the, the stuff that you do, like you're saying with the with the, the events organized like the karting and the twin town and what have you. you you're not just limited. You, the support that you get isn't just limited to people who game. Yeah, no. it's it transcends all of that. It go, you know, people people out there who don't game still see the benefit of what you guys do and things like the Stargaze technology, which I was reading a lot about, and that that's something that you guys initiate very very fast for people who may have had like um, a car accident or something or a stroke or something like that, where communication's absolutely vital. Yeah, and there. You know that that's the other side of another side of special effect that we maybe don't know as much about. No, it's a, it's a difficult one, but, but, but it's brilliant that you've raised that actually because and it is one of those things where we do have to get to people really really quickly. Um, and Doctor Mick, as who does probably the seventy five percent of that sort of work, has pretty much just given up his given up his entire life. For yeah. that purpose, um, and the reason it's so important that the turnaround time is so quick on those people is mm. because there's a direct link between um, when somebody goes through a traumatic, uh, life-changing, body-changing event, whether that's yeah. a, a being knocked off their bicycle or being having their neck broken in a rugby scrum, which we've had, um, is how that side of their work started. Yeah, the guy that happened to he's he's a patron now, isn't he? He is. Yeah, Matt, Matt, the... a real character. He's a great guy, um, and yeah. that was his first sort of like real eye gaze client or service user uh, oh. back in two thousand and seven. Um, but those people, but uh, a lot of it is sort of through stroke. I mean, mm. everyone relate to a stroke. I mean, yeah. Well, well the, the, we could all potentially suffer from that so uh, mm. but for those people they've had they've been usually been in a coma um mm. they wake up they realize they can't move they've got the tracky fitted so they can't talk yeah so and at the same time they've probably got a million and one questions for their family their care team and if they can't ask those questions um then there's a problem then with mental health kicks in yeah. so yeah. the quicker Mick and the team, our teams can get to those people which is why they spend so much time working in intensive care wards um, is to try and A deal with the, <coughs> the the physical aspect of getting them communicating again 
the power yeah. so their, their their mental health state doesn't go into deterioration as well well yeah that's obviously that's gonna, something that's going to happen when there's that kind of isolating thing has happened to you that's like shutting you off from a major part of, of, of just human interaction human life and not being able to communicate um and the 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 thing with the the stargaze technology that's what he was talking about when he was talking about these one thousand pound assistive eye tracker systems and what have you and they're obviously stuff that you guys just you guys bring in and you set up and you you make sure like you know it's it's perfectly tailored towards the person that you're dealing with and that's where things obviously get a bit expensive really don't they because that you know you need to have people who are there who are given support people who are training people to be able to use the technology alter the technology all of those things are massively massively expensive and the donations that you guys get i mean on a yearly basis that's still not gotta be enough to get the amount of help the amount of people that you really wish you could obviously yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, Dog. Um, we think, on average, each person that um, we have with an eye gaze unit, the equipment alone, uh, comes to around about £8,500. Um, yeah. it, it varies slightly between people because they're, 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 there's different setups, but we average it out about £8,500. Then obviously there's all the hours that sort of like go into that and, and, and travel and whatnot as well. Now mm. we're in a we're we're in a really really great position in terms of we've got fantastically loyal and generous financial support um, oh, from individuals uh, both as you said outside of the the games in uh, outside of the game games industry and communities and yeah. a lot of it within the games industry um, oh. and, and the gaming communities. So we we can keep up with the demand as it is now, um, yeah. but we 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 tread a very fine line. <laughs> yeah, I can so imagine. Is um, and Mick has to be so so careful um, mm. with, with the, the the balancing of what we're doing and the finances, etc. Mm. Um, but it works. I mean, it's worked for eleven, twelve years now. Um, yeah. And it's not one of those where at Oxfam you, you have like a, an earthquake in Colombia, for instance, yeah. and suddenly we need to launch an emergency appeal. There's not going to be suddenly a huge number of people who have been made disabled and won a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we can manage it uh, to a degree like that, but we want to get out there and help as many people as we can. We're... With disabilities, with physical challenges. I mean, I, I'll differentiate the two because um, I can't say too much about it right now. But there is another project in the offing, which yeah. we're helping people who are not necessarily disabled in the sense that we would all recognise. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they they have physical challenges by way of the fact that their immune systems are shot and. Mm-hmm. We're trying to um, introduce. Well, we're piloting a project at the moment. We're having um, something called an AV one or a robot, basically, in a classroom, um, right. and so children can continue to get an education, even though they can't come into contact physically with teachers and their classmates, but they can right. participate in education 
by having a virtual presence there in the classroom. It's um, the kind of Galavatar type yeah. thing. Yeah, like they did that on 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 what you call or the Big Bang Theory. Yes, that's when right. Sheldon had a cold and didn't want to go that, in. That's right. Yeah. Um, oh man, but that is such a great idea as well for someone who's immunocompromised or something like that. They can't get into the classroom, but you can still give them the classroom experience. Yeah. Well, well, we had a, even had a, a, wow. one of the little girls that we're working with. Um, she lives up in the East Midlands. There, um, her classmates were all going on a nature trail. Um, and they took the robot out with them so that they, they could actually take a, the, the little girl around the nature trail so she could see exactly what oh, they were man. seeing. She could talk to them. And that's, that's a, a really, really brilliant thing. It's, um, I, I love the project. Um, mm. But obviously, we have to be very, very careful about the way we introduce that because course, yeah. we're both parents, and parents being yeah. parents want the absolute best for their child. And if, if one of their yeah. children had leukemia, we would demand that <laughs> special effect came out and gave, sort of, uh, gave them the air child the AV1 unit. Um, yeah. So we, we've got a small number going at the moment, and funds allowing um, and all things being well, we will roll that out um, later, later during the year, possibly early next year. Uh, to a great number of children, um, mm-hmm. it, it means it's fantastic. We we worked with a young lad up in Hartlepool. Um, oh yeah, uh, up in the northeast of England, and it, the, the the difference it's made to him not only by way of the fact that he's getting his education, but mm-hmm. his mental state. He's so much happier now since he's able to come talk, talk to his classmates. Uh, yeah. He's having great fun with it. So. It's it's a great project and one that I really really does take off and uh, mm. even our non traditional support here at Special Effect will be able to relate to it and by non traditional am I am I allowed to make references to daily publications Daily Mail you can you can make whatever references you need on here if if I get slapped with something screw them. It's oh, called the Who the Fuck Is podcast. Do you think I care? <laughs> is it one of those things where your, your average Daily Mail reader, for instance, wouldn't really be into what we're doing as far as video games are concerned. Mm. That they've got such a negative view of video games yeah. and people that play video games. That, mm. But if you take the, the eye gaze stuff that we do in hospitals, if you take the, the Bubble Busters project, the one we're doing with um, in schools with the AV1, they get yeah. that. They understand that. They can relate that back to normal life and, and they can sort mm. of see the value in it. So yeah. it's uh, even with the Bubble Busters, knowing that it's going to be an expensive project um, mm. and it could be a huge demand for it, that's when yeah. a, it, it would open up fundraising for us to a whole mm. different audience. Um, oh, completely. Average Daily Mail reader is going to say, "Yeah, well, I know somebody down the Rotary Club's grandson is is has got leukemia. Yeah. I'd like them to have one." So, um, you know, I mean, and, and that would be a great thing. Is well, we we could potentially love Daily Mail readers too. <laughs> you can reach everybody. We will Everyone. try. We will try, dog. We will try. That's it. <laughs> 
that's it. It does. It doesn't matter <laughs> who the support comes from. It's about getting that support and and, and changing the face of of the world really because that's what it is what you guys do every single day you change the world well yeah. uh, might not change it on, on the, a grand scale but for one person yeah you and change the world and that's enough and that's the that's that's the thing isn't it is if we can change one person's life for the better give them a better quality of life well mm. that's fantastic that's a that's a great day's work um, I mean, Mick was talking earlier about the the eye control Minecraft that we we released. Yeah. So anybody anywhere in the world can play a Minecraft using just their eyes with an internet connection and a, a cheap eye gaze camera. The, the, the day after we released it, we had video footage of a young man in a hospital in Tokyo playing right. playing Minecraft using his eyes. Fantastic. So we, we managed to sort of like extend out. Well, all over the world, Japan, mm. Australia, it's, it's fantastic, it's really brilliant. And that was always mixed view. It was never, mixed view was always, we're going to work on a face-to-face -face basis here in the UK. And yeah. then put what we learn from working on a face-to-face -face basis here in the UK, we're going to take that and we're going to try and get people all over the world gaming, enjoying uh, being a part of uh, family fun games, mm. um, and then making it, globally inclusive so mm. we, um, we we love that i mean this um it's worked so far <laughs> and with on 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 the back of that as well as as well as the minecraft um the minecraft software that you've got there you've also created an entire suite of games that's right called the eye gaze games which are free and available to anyone who who wants to play them who who has the technology and they can use it that's that's great i mean these are basic board. a lot of them's basic board games and stuff yeah. like that um so that's going to appeal to many different generations as well because the work you do it's not just with kids yeah there's no age limit to what you do i've seen videos of 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 men in their in their, their 20s pushing 30s and what have you who've gone through some kind of trauma and what have you and you're you're there getting them gaming again i mean let's talk about matt briefly if that's all right um but the your, your patron the, the lad who was injured in the yeah school. absolutely i mean he appears in one of the videos and he talks at great length about about just being able to to connect with the game again he can't you know he can't do these things normally now yeah. because of his injury and you are you are essentially giving him a set of legs yeah. In, yeah. in the computer and you can see the joy that that brings to him just just from doing that it's a lot of yeah. people don't seem to realize the importance of play and interaction no exactly i mean the map was um that could have gone on to be uh, an incredibly huge rugby player um he was always the promising playing for england on the 21s and it was something really really innocuous he was he was uh, training um i think that was down in the midlands he was he played for leicester tigers um mm. rugby club. and he was a prop and basically the scrum in training the scrum collapsed we came down on top of him and um, he suffered a high spinal injury. Mm. Uh, and that happens. I mean, uh, the, the, there's been several cases since of young rugby players yeah. being injured in that way. And there was a famous case where one of them took himself off to Dignitas. Um, oh, no. 
to, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it could be that bad, but with Matt, Matt's attitude was so positive that the first thing he did was, was contacted Dr. Mick, his, his care team contacted Dr. Mick, and he started yeah. on, on simple communication stuff, then went on to e- emailing his, his friends and family, being able to look at rugby scores. Um, and, and basically now um, he designed and built, the, the designed his own house that he lives in now. Um, wow. And pretty much everything is done through um, eye control or voice control, like turn on, turn on switches, turn the cook yeah. on. So it's given him that independence. Um, yeah. And greater self-esteem um, we all need greater self-esteem don't we, oh, we do. <laughs> definitely and, and that was a lot of it with, with the sort of the gaming aspect as well is mm. it's not only about getting people playing games with their family um mm. being able to join in but it's also about the self-esteem side of things so i mean i had a, yeah. a friend of mine tom clark who was also on one, on one of the videos that you can find on youtube um mm. Parky sadly passed away. He had spinal muscular atrophy, but yeah. I, I got really friendly with Clarky and his family. Um, used to go down to Somerset and watch football with him on Saturday afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. He's a big Froome Town fan, um, yeah. and it was Bill, Mick's son, Bill Donegan, that had helped Clarky um, get back into playing FIFA. Um, mm-hmm. To begin with, using modified switches, so soft switches, big buttons, because the spinal muscular atrophy as a condition just takes away bits of movement at a time. So it's a progressive condition, but you lose movement over time. So it would be sort of like a regular up here at the office. I was sort of chat chat to him at football, and he was a a cheeky, cheeky beggar. Most of their sort of like interaction of a Saturday afternoon was basically Tom ribbing me about one thing or another. Um, Peaches, generally. (laughs) 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 I I once made the mistake of telling him that I liked quiche, and that was a constant source of hilarity to him. But the whole thing was, and and Tom organised this huge game blast event, which is one of their big sort of fundraising events in in February. And he got through football club involved. He got the, the pretty much the town turned out for this big FIFA tournament. And part of the FIFA tournament was Tom, the, the, the opportunity to take Tom on in a sort of like right. an exhibition game halfway through. And he was brilliant. And he was in a wheelchair. He wasn't a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. But when he was playing FIFA, he knew how good he was at it using those modified yeah. controls. And it was like he always said to me, when, when I'm playing FIFA online, people swear at me, they shout at me, they're, 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 they're having, having a right old go. And he said, it's great. I'd, I'd go out in this big wheelchair around Throne and people look at me and they, they see Tom, the, 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 the chap, spinal muscular atrophy, when I'm yeah. online. I love the fact that people are shouting and then calling me all the names under the sun because to, to them, I'm just Tom. And that's it. It's, uh, it's a big, it's big a great thing. Leveler. Yeah, it's absolutely. a great leveler. That's that's what video games do. It doesn't doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter what what creed you are. Doesn't matter what gender you are or anything or even disability. Yeah, absolutely. it absolutely. really doesn't matter. It just brings everyone to the same level. Yeah. Um. Let's let's talk. Let's talk about let's talk about one special day. Okay. A little bit. Um. 
so as you say there are there are uh, there are game developers and what have you gaming companies and things who give up their income for that one day to help out special effect but along with that we also have masses and masses of content creators streamers and what have you coming on and doing streams for one special day and that you 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 can sit and watch that on twitch on mixer on youtube and it's happening everywhere yep and you must be so proud to see it embraced in that way Oh, absolutely, Doc. It's, um, I mean, the, the, the whole industry, and obviously streamers mm. are, I mean, they are part of the games industry. So the seeing yeah. the, the people like this, your Supercells, your Rovios, and, and all those people come together with, with you know, your console and PC gaming companies, mm-hmm. and the streamers coming in as well, the whole thing just generates such a, a positive vibe around yes. gaming. Um, and yeah, it raises really valuable, valuable money for, for special effect. But it's also putting gaming out there as a force for good, and, and that mm-hmm. is really, really important to us as well. Um, yeah. I talked to colleagues here, and the, the, obviously the, the the thing in America recently. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. want to get the yeah. yeah. thing, but the thing in America. So. Yeah. There's a massacre. So the first thing that goes, instead of guns, is the video games get removed. It's called, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems a little bizarre, but mm-hmm. and, and it can get gamers down. It does get gamers down. Uh, it's kind it of, uh, massively. We're not, we're not going to do anything like that. But this, this is just yeah. a, we can't understand why you're actually pinning the blame on what we love doing. But um, mm. so the the stuff like one special day going on and putting out that hugely positive message about gaming, that's kind of like really showcasing gaming and the game gamers at their best. So, yeah, it does, it does raise a lot of money. It involves a lot of different aspects of the games industry um, and get the, the, the gaming communities because obviously – if the gaming communities weren't buying stuff in, I don't know, Clash of Clans, for instance, yeah. the, money, the, the money wouldn't be generated in the first place. Um, so it's everybody coming together as a as a collective and saying, this is what we're doing to make the world a better place. Um, yep, we're gamers. We're totally unapologetic for it. We're doing something yeah. really, really good. and. and and you know what, though, dog? If you were down here, we mm-hmm. see gamers doing something good every single working day. I mean, yeah. they're doing brilliant, brilliant stuff. It's it's mad. Some of it, I mean, really, really wacky. <laughs> all, we ever, all we ever ask people to do is, is just be safe. I mean, we've had people getting exclamation mark t- tattoos done. Um, I, I have to say, I've been considering that. <laughs> I have been considering that. I've only got one bit of ink, and I've been looking for something that I'll be happy to wear on my skin for the rest of my life. And I, I, I think a special effect exclamation mark would probably be at the top of my list right oh, now. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's really, really lovely. But, but, but I mean, uh, obviously, our main concern is that people stay safe, they stay within the law. Yeah. But we encourage all sorts of fundraising um yeah 
I have got a story possibly that's probably not for here about one that I actually had to get involved in that I couldn't encourage. But um, Right, yeah. The, the, that's that, maybe one for me and you to talk about over a beer. Yeah, that's, that's a beer no 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 controversy here no controversy <laughs> here we're very we're very professional and, and stuff but, but yeah, i mean you, you, you do have more than the gaming stuff going on and more than just twin town and the the autumn carton i mean every single one of these half marathons fun runs and everything has always got someone from special effect behind it yeah. and you guys you guys go down and support those people as well don't you on on, on the likes of the great north run which we've got coming up in september yeah, absolutely i mean t- tom the mix other son uh who works directly with me tom donegan and i are off down to the south coast next weekend um, yeah. where we're going to be joining a 60-strong team from Creative Assembly. They make the Total War franchise of games. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're all doing the South Coast Challenge for special effects. So that's um, 110 kilometres, I think wow. it is, um, across some pretty arduous terrain. And Tom and I are going to go down there and do the first 35 miles with them. Um so we start off at nine o'clock on Saturday morning and we'll walk through yeah. probably at my pace through to about eight or nine o'clock in the evening. Um, and then the, 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 the creative assembly guys will carry on and then walk through the night and yeah. sometimes Sunday morning. Wow. Uh, for, for me, I, I love walking. I walk all the time. Um, yeah. And that to me isn't work. That's just something pleasurable. Um, yeah. in the, back in the day, I used to play Total War, so it gives me an opportunity to walk alongside the people that make another game that I love, um, yeah. and, and uh, in beautiful surroundings. So, yeah, we, we, we go and support it, but we don't really regard supporting events as, as work. It's it's more yeah. just their way of life. If people are willing to get up and do something for us, yeah. wherever we possibly can, we will go yeah. and join them and uh, support it the best we can. I mean, last night we had um, Kit Harrison, who is oh, yeah. uh, QA at Frontier Developments, was doing a 24-hour live stream for, for us. And I jumped on his, on his stream and went into chat and had a chat to them all and, and just said, thank you, thank, thanks for doing it for us. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he was absolutely over the moon that somebody from Special Effect had actually sort of gone into his chat. Of course we're going to do that. They're, 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 they're raising money for us, they're raising awareness. And mm. uh, why wouldn't we do that? I mean, my Saturday nights aren't so action-packed that I, I haven't got time. I did. In fact, I can tell you what I was doing at the time is I'm flying out to Colonia <laughs> in Elite Dangerous. Oh, right. Yeah. So <laughs> all I did was set, I think it was 145 light year, uh, um, my second journey. And I thought, well, whilst I'm doing this, I can just go on and chat to, to Kit, listen to Max yeah. Pay going on in the background. And that's a good Saturday night for me. I'm playing a game I love. I'm talking to somebody yeah. like money for special effects and listening to the football in the background. What could be better than that? Well, what could probably be better is West Brom winning something, but, you know... Well, West, West Brom being on match of the day now is a long time ago, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do love your little mini bio that you've got on the website where it talks about you being a West Brom fan, but one thing stuck out to me, antique fountain pens. Yeah, that's a big love What's of mine. What's that all about? 
Yeah. Um, I, I, in fact, it's, it's antique and contemporary founded pens I collect. I, I have done since I was a kid. Oh, you don't discriminate then? Don't, oh, no, not at all. a fountain pen. If it's a, if it's a fountain pen, it's a thing of beauty, generally. So, um, yeah. I've, I've got a huge collection of fountain pens. Um, and people think it's really, really weird that I love football and collect fountain pens and play Elite Dangerous, but. You know, I'm a weird bloke. <laughs> so, you did, you've, but, got, you've got to widen your very tastes, mate. That's all it is. I know, right? Exactly. You've got a, div- a diverse group of hobbies. Yeah. Um, I actually drove down to Bedford the uh, week before last, and I bought myself, I've just had the, the spare room all done. My daughter moved out last Christmas. And, yeah. and I thought, right, now you've moved out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commandeer that room. So I, I moved my son mm. out. I've got two of the rooms upstairs all completely decorated out refloored and made one yeah. of them into an office and went down and collected an Edwardian writing bureau of all things that I picked up cheap oh. so I've got a room decked out in all my favourite music stuff now so I've got Nick Cave Echo and the Bunny Men Jesus and Mary Chain stuff all up on top yeah. of album sleeves up around the walls um, mm. it's my collection of fountain pens and my Edwardian writing bureau I'm a weirdo. What can I say, dog? You know that. <laughs> well, at least at least we know if you know if we go round to your house and say, "Oh, would you mind would you mind signing this check for me?" You can never ever say, "Oh, but I don't have a pen." Or <laughs> the ink, I collect ink as well. It's worth thousands. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> thousands and thousands of pounds worth of ink. Thousands of pounds worth of fountain pens and ink. It's, it's just a collection of a lifetime. I've, I've just collected it over so many years. Um, from different sources, um, uh, but I, I love them. I, do, I just love them. They're, they're tactile. It's, yeah. it's just my thing. I love it. <laughs> I'm just imagining you now sitting at this Victorian writing bureau, scratching things out. I'm, I'm envisaging a quill for some reason. <laughs> How, what's where? What's your position on quill pens? Uh, I, I don't. I don't have a quill pen. I do have a pen which draws up ink. Uh, doesn't operate on any sort of cartridge or mm. piston system at all. It just draws, you right. dip it in ink. It, it's a dip pen, basically, a, a brought yeah. up to dip pen. I do also have yeah. a Victorian dip pen. Um, and I, I love that too. It's, but, but a lot of the pens, certainly the antique pens that I play. Um, sorry, we're going way off topic here, dog. Sorry. Does, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is the point of this is the topic. Who the well, fuck is Baz? <laughs> I, I, I love the provenance of it. Um, one of the pens that I got back is back in 2010, 2011, before all the bad stuff happened at home. Um, yeah. I actually managed to get off eBay and got chatting to the person's granddaughter who had sold it yeah. to me. Um, and it turns out that the, the pen that I bought was a gift on the, the champ, the, 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 the granddad who had passed away, uh-huh. uh, for starting grammar school, if anybody can remember right. what schools are. Um, uh-huh. And I love that. It was a, a guy down in Dorset who, who had that. And I just thought, that is brilliant. Whenever I, bother, whenever I buy a pen, I would always tell the person I'm buying it from that um, it's not... Um, a so I'm not I'm not a seller. I, I collect them. The intention is yeah. never to ever sell them. <laughs> Saying that when I pop my clogs, my kids will probably flog them all on eBay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so we'll keep an eye out and make sure yeah, we all get yeah. the right nibbles. <laughs> I'm, I'm worth killing, dog. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I've got it in my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna find you a quill. 
Brilliant. That's, that, that's gonna, next time I see you, I'm going to have a quill pen with me, just for you. It's right. going to be a special. You better treasure it. Put it in a little glass case and everything. It'll be made from real pigeon feather, probably. Oh, wow. So, I'll find one. You know, this is one of those things I do. I did, yesterday, I went um, to archery. You probably saw on my Twitter. Uh, uh, I, love, I love archery as well. Uh, I haven't done it for a while. I managed to put six, six out of six into the first target, which I was really, really chuffed about. That's something that I do with Ali and her eldest. And that's, that's a, just like yeah. a long, couple of hours of chill out time, turn mm. on the mobile, and off I go. So um, I, have a, I do have a, a, a diverse range of interests. <laughs> Well, it sounds we've got the archery, the antique pens, the Victoria Writing, the Victorian Writing Bureau. Are you sure you're not actually some undercover Franciscan monk assassin? <laughs> I, I lift, a little, little scribe, the unassuming scribe in the corner. Of all of a sudden, it's like there's a bad guy. Don't worry, I'll get my bow and arrow. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should be a superhero of some sort. I, I, I you know. should be super, super buzz. <laughs> it's either that. I, I live in the sort of the the, the Cotswolds, and I live in a tiny little village. We're we're still actually left in the nineteenth century, other than we've got fantastic right. internet. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is just cottages and. Um, you go to the butchers and buy tramp tripe by the pound, but that's right. quick internet. <laughs> we gather around on a Friday night in the local tavern, drinking scrumpy. <laughs> of course, repeat the beautiful picture here, mate. I want to move now. All, all I've got is a, is a street of terraced houses surrounded by people who may be employed or not. I don't, I don't delve too much into it. But, um, no, so with, with, all, with all the fundraising that, that uh, streamers do and what have you, I'm going to take us away from pens. Just, yeah. just guide us a little bit back into, into the old special effect thing. You know, that's a great segue. See, well, it's not a segue. I've actually just moved the car, as it were. Yeah. But, um, Probably for the best of <laughs> Probably for the best. I'm trying to be as professional as I possibly can here, but it's hard when you're talking to one of your actual mates. <laughs> You've done brilliantly, <laughs> mate. Well, I, I remember that. Let before I get on to one of an actual question, I want to I want to reminisce a little bit. Do you do you remember a trip we took to a recording studio? We've always said, dog, but what happened in the van stays in the van. That still oh, no, holds. That stays, that stays in the van, but I was actually really surprised to find that you're quite a reasonable voice actor, mate. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think yeah. I was brought because I've got that rural accent. I think it is. You needed to break things. I was obviously brought in as the token Geordie to, to, to sort of give give us a bit of a less of a southeast feel. But then it's like, well, we need a bit of that old West Country style. You know, what we're going to do? Let's get let's get the farmer boy in. Let's bring him That's in. Right. That's right. That's right. There was a time when I'd, I'd only just started playing elite as well, so I was asking some yeah. really really dumb questions. Um, and so the, the accent, I think, because accents like mine. We, we don't sound the brightest of people. It doesn't, and can't combine with those really stupid questions. I think mm. um, Paul down at ACS Voice Packs just thought, oh, right, okay, yeah. we've got a commander here that's come out of a rural community um, that doesn't really know what he's at. Brilliant comedy character. And um, <laughs> I, I think that worked. I think it worked. 
I, I think it were, well, a lot, of, a lot of people who were there had actually written those scripts, and you could see, you, you know, they were taking great delight in, in embarrassing some of us <laughs> and then inventing these weird characters for the rest of us. It was quite, it was quite bizarre. But that's still on sale. That um, Echoes of the Hole, that's still on sale, and all the proceeds for that also go to special effects. So if you want to hear me and Baz in your lugs while you're playing the game of Elite Dangerous. Go to yeah. hcsvoicepacks.com. Oh God, I've just, I've just, I've just given them a free ad in something Brilliant. about special effect. Nice one, dog. And that was such a fun couple of days as well, wasn't it? It was just, it, it was, was absolutely brilliant. And mm. uh, in the, we won't talk too much about the band and the fact that I nearly reversed mm. over somebody in that supermarket car park. But having I mean, the ad coming. Uh, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Having you a fiery toad, uh, we had some, such a laugh in that band, didn't we? It was just a great board. <laughs> you 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 practically had your own private podcast in that van as <laughs> me and Toadie bickered all the way back to the recording studio. I, do you know what, I still think of it sometimes. No one smile about it. It was just constant yeah. bickering me the entire time. Yeah, that's that's what we do. That's that's why we're such good friends. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen but... Toad for ages and ages. He still likes some of my stuff. I, I actually had a quick oh, conversation yeah. with him on Twitter a few weeks ago, um, just after I'd become elite in exploration. And I'd asked us, I said, right, okay, I've procrastinated enough. I need to go and do the combat thing. And Toad yeah. came straight in with a bit of advice for me. He's a top, top yeah. man, that fella. He is. He is. He's a top bloke. He's a top bloke. It's just, it would be nice to get him outside of his cocoon. Every now and yeah. play with everyone in real life, you know, get fill them up with cider and see what happens. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that would be fantastic. But um, so, along with all of the all the fundraising and everything for the likes of One Special Day and and Game Blast, which you you mentioned earlier on, there's another Game Blast coming up. That one's in February, I think it is. Yes. 2020 that one's coming up and you want content creators to get involved in that in both of those events you want streamers and everything what what can they do and where can they go to um to to get some more information about special effect or maybe get a hold of some of the branding stuff to put on their streams and things yeah yeah um well certainly for one one special day there on we've, one special day has got its own website and I think it's under the heading of press, and there's assets that you yeah. can download from there. Um, for uh, Game Blast, um, the, the Game Blast has its own sort of like microsite as well. But um, mm. I mean, the, the best, best thing is going to www.specialeffect.org.uk, looking on there, mm. and then just getting in contact through the contact us um, if, if you want to sort of uh, have a chat to either myself or Ali mm. or Tom or Becky. Um, and it will be one, one of us for, uh, chances are, we've, we've got somebody new starting in the middle of September, but um, mm. it'll take them a little while to sort of bed in. Um, so it'll, it'll be one of us for who you talk to about that. And we'll give you all the pointers, um, all the support we could possibly give you, um, mm. as we as we do, always do with people contacting us. So www.specialeffect.org.uk Yay! I'm also following these films. I've, 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 gone, I've gone to the trouble of changing all of the... Uh, I usually have all of the uh, like Instagram, Twitch and what have you, the YouTube and that. It's usually mine on the bottom of these things, but I'm like, everyone 
who's here watching me knows who I am and where to find me. So we've got all of your stuff on there. We've got Instagram.com forward slash special effect team. Uh, we've got Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash special effect team. And YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash game on for everyone. Brilliant. Which I love that sentiment. That's... <laughs> That's that that just embodies the spirit of what it is you folks are doing there at Special Effect. Brilliant, mate. Cheers, I've I've had an absolute blast tonight. I hope you have, and thank you so much because you 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 and me have been working behind behind the scenes to facilitate all of this and to get this to happen. And it was really just a bit of a stretch because I know Doctor Mick doesn't usually do interviews and things like this. He's usually too busy working. And I thought I've got an inside bloke. <laughs> I might as well use them and see what I can get. But yeah. I mean, it was you. I believe it was you that suggested me as a special effect ambassador. I, did. I absolutely did a um, few years ago, which I was absolutely honoured to accept that role. That's so fantastic. I was made up about it, mate. That was the well, best Christmas present I had because oh, you told me at Christmas. That's and true. I was, oh, yes, I have to find a picture of me to go on the website that isn't me holding my finger up in front of the camera because that wouldn't That's go right. down well, would it? Well, it was one of those things where Mick didn't even think about. Well, I said, look, my mate Dog wants to wants you to go on his um, on his stream, his podcast, mm. um, and Mick was just, yeah, absolutely, it'd be an honour to. Um, and you know, when Mick says something like that, it genuinely is mm. an honour. Um, I think Mick's still caught in this kind of like really weird um, uh, parallel world where he's still just Mick, this lovely, kindly yeah. professor-like bloke, um, mm. and doesn't actually realise. I don't think. Sometimes I don't think he realises the impact his work and his mm. passion um, has had on people all over the world. Yeah. Um, but it's just kind of yeah. Well. I'll do it, no problem at all. If it's one of your mates, of course I'm going to go on there. There you go. It pays to have mates at special effect, dog, doesn't it? It's it's not <laughs> what you know. It's who you know. That's That's, right. yeah. Utilize the nepotism to get a fantastic guest spot, mate. I I absolutely adore everything it is that you guys are doing. Once again, for those of you who are listening on Spotify or on iTunes, we've been talking with uh, Dr. Mick Donegan, the founder and CEO of Special Effect, and of course now here we've got with us. Mr. Baz Floyd, my good mate, who you are the special effect ops coordinator. I am. I That's am. your official title. That's my that makes me, title. That makes me think you stand in some kind of darkened room surrounded by so many different holographic screens. Sort of Nick Fury, but for charity. That is kind of what I am, actually, dog, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it. You're such a gentle-looking exterior, but behind the scenes, you're like you're like a fundraising special effect ninja. When Mick's out in public, I'm quite often sort of stood just behind him, whispering stuff into his ear too. In a like a men in black type suit and dark glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just sort of hanging at the back there, going, make sure you don't forget to say this. Make sure you don't. You're right. his notes. He doesn't take a notepad anyway. He just takes you. That's right. And that's exactly what I was doing earlier when Rick was on stream. I was sort of sat to the side, yeah. mentioning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, mate. It's always good to have someone on prompt corner. 
<laughs> no, he's a great guy, Vic. And uh, I mean, hopefully, your your listeners and viewers would have, would have the, the passion of the fan I would have come across oh, um, during that time. I mean, he's it, an absolute pleasure to work with. I mean, he's a great boss. He is absolutely leads from the front. I mean, I've never known anyone lead from the front like Mick does. Um, mm. Because weirdly, I, I, I was having a beer with him once. Um, well, I've lots of beers with him actually, but uh, yeah. I chatting to him about what his motivation was because I've been mm. trusted at a charity for years. And he said, oddly, although I'm not an angry person, that my motivation is anger. Because it's not right and not just, but people, because they've got physical challenges, aren't allowed to participate in the same stuff as the rest of us. Actually, that makes complete sense to me. It's, um, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he, he's, but what he's actually done is converted that anger into something really, really positive and constructive. And it's kind of a, a lesson to be learned from all of us from, from that, really. When I'm watching West Brom on Saturday afternoon, I, I really need to try my anger. <laughs> Turn it into something positive. For, I don't know. Take, throw, throw, throw seeds onto the pitch in disgust and hope that will grow into trees and help us combat this climate change. That's right. Dude, there you go. That's it. Angry football fans. We can solve climate change together. Every time you get pissed off at your team, throw seeds onto the pitch. We'll, we'll, we'll change this world, dog. Between the two of us, yeah. we will change this world. <laughs> One way or another, don't leave it all up to me, otherwise we'll probably run out of fuel at some point. <laughs> but I, I've loved being on here talking to you as well, dog. I've, I've, I've loved the entire evening. If you saw me glance to my left just a minute ago, or a few minutes mm. ago, with fear in my eyes, it's because I heard the outside door go. Now, what I'm thinking is that's either one of my colleagues has come back from insomnia or Uh, somebody's just broken in because I locked that front door. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, we'll have video evidence. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of Black Mirror horror-type films where you're actually going to see me killed on video. (laughs) I I hope not. If if I do, though... It would get me a lot of views. If if I do, you'll get a lot of views and my family collection is just up the road so when you when you come down you can go and collect that at the same time I'll just go grab that yeah then i'll because i'm always short of a fucking pen <laughs> I, i'm used to i'll sit down i've got, I've got a notepad right I'll, I'll show you this i've got a notepad I, I work out timings of music before the start of a show so that it hits exactly on the right point i started on the right second but i i, I the only pen i can ever find is a sharpie oh right we need to sort you out I, Calligraphically, I'm in not in a good place. Just, <laughs> not, just I need to sort myself out. You mentioned music. What, what sort of music do you like, Doc? Oh, God, I'm, I'm, I'm very eclectic, mate. I don't know if you saw any of the other earlier podcasts, but I like I like hip-hop, I like uh, rock, I like 80s music. One of my favourite bands is The Smiths. Oh, brilliant. Um, Right. Yeah, and and everything all the way back, classic rock. I like Zeppelin. I like Rush. The whole the oh. whole lot. You throw music at me. If it's good music, I'll love it. And that's uh, so. That's why I had um, Configure, who's a hip hop producer from the northeast. I had him on uh, oh, on the second wow. episode, which was a bit of a coup because he's got a kind of big following, and he works with Chuck D, who's the uh, the old frontman from Public Enemy. 
Oh wow, blimey! Which you'll have heard of those. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, he, he rubs shoulders with a man in the rock and roll hall of fame. Though the hip hop's not really rock and roll, but I suppose they don't have a hip hop hall of fame. <laughs> no. They might have a fountain pen one, which we can get you in. That would be great. That would be great. There we go. There we go. <laughs> That's what we'll go for. But, mate, I'm, I'm acutely aware it is a Sunday night. It is now 10 to 10. Um, you've given up a good couple hours of your Sunday for me, and I really do appreciate it. So we're going to wrap it up here. Mate, is there anything you want to tell any of the audience listening at home about um, anything that's coming up that we might not have covered? Uh, well, obviously, one special day is the big, the big thing that's coming up. But I think, mm. really, um, what I would like to say is... For those of you that support special effect, thank you. We would be that in social media, financially, in any way at all. Um, for those of you that don't support special effect, thanks for listening anyway. Um, it's been really, really lovely to come on. And then you said about me giving up my Sunday evening. I've, I've been talking to my mate for the last couple of hours. That's not giving up Sunday evening. <laughs> and, and if you know anybody, if any of your listeners know anybody, that has physical challenges and think that we can help them, please go on to the website. There's a form, a very, very simple form to fill in, uh, www.specialeffect.org.uk. Contact us, simple form, and let's see if we can come out and help. How's that? Fantastic. Fantastic <laughs> stuff, mate. That's a beautiful, beautiful wrap-up. Exactly what we needed. Brilliant. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say to you, mate, once again, thank you very much for coming on the show tonight. Um, thank you everybody who's been sitting at home watching this live stream on twitch.tv. Um, we will be able to see the full podcast on YouTube within the next 24 hours, and it will be available on Spotify and iTunes shortly thereafter. But I've got a busy work week, so it might not be until the end of the week. Thanks for having anyway. me. You're a legend, mate. Thank you very much, Baz. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. Uh, I'm going to wrap everything up here, so we're going to wish you all a good night and uh, join me again next week when my guest will be somebody else. I'm not going to tell you who. You're going to find out over the course of the next week. Follow me on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash mad dog. Um, you can follow you can follow special effect on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash special effect. All one word. Um, thank you very much, Barry. I'm going to roll the credits and we are going to get out of here. There's no music, everyone. Sorry. I, I haven't queued any of that up, but uh, we'll catch you all later. Thank you for joining us and we shall speak to you all. This episode of Who The Fuck Is was broadcast live on the 25th of August 2019 on twitch.tv forward slash maddog. Join me next time when I'll be talking to Swiss streamer and content creator, Strike.